this light bulb moment that this is so much more than just nightwear. It's about everyday pieces next to your skin that feel comfortable, make you feel good. Even if you've got something super glamorous over the top, you know, you're often what I will often be wearing it just even if it's just a little camisole top that we do. So we've had fantastic feedback and that has led us to to look at different occasions that our pieces are good for and, and bring in some styles that might suit different sort of age groups, I would say. Welcome to Business with Purpose. I'm your host, Molly Stillman of Still Being Molly, and this show is all about bringing you the stories behind the brands, companies, and small businesses that are changing the world. Each week, I get to sit down with an entrepreneur, a CEO, a nonprofit director, a community leader, or just an incredible person who's trying to make a positive impact, not only through their personal life, but also with their career. My goal is to show you that no matter what you do for a living, you can make an impact wherever you are. My guest this week is Eileen Willett and Nancy Zethman. Nancy is the co-founder at Cucumber Clothing. She is a born and bred Londoner, and she began her career in advertising, working at Saatchi and Saatchi on some major blue chip clients and FMCG brands. Following this, she worked for several years in the charitable sector before co-founding Cucumber Clothing, a fabric-led fashion brand. Chosen of one of Small Business Britain's I Also 2020, celebrating top female entrepreneurial talent, Nancy is also a speaker on female entrepreneurship and slow fashion. She also mentors startup businesses and co-hosts roundtable events on a variety of female-facing subjects. Now, Eileen was born in Vancouver to Japanese parents and trained in fashion in Paris and San Francisco before settling in London to work at Nicole Fari, where she was instrumental in growing the menswear brand. She founded and ran her successful bespoke accessories brand before launching Cucumber Clothing with her co-founder, Nancy Zeffman, in 2017, making luxurious clothing for every day using ultra soft technical fabrics. Shortlisted for the 2020 Asian Women of Achievement Awards, Eileen is a speaker on female entrepreneurship, slow fashion, and co-hosts iEntrepreneurs Weekly Wednesday Live series of interviews featuring entrepreneurs from diverse backgrounds. Eileen and Nancy are incredibly brilliant entrepreneurs, incredibly brilliant women. I loved learning from them. I loved learning more about the history and the story behind Cucumber Clothing, and I know that you are going to absolutely fall in love with them and fall in love with their brand. Before I get to my conversation with Nancy and Eileen, I want to thank our partner of the show, and that is Mama Suds. Mama Suds helps label reading moms and dads create a safe and non-toxic home for their family by creating synthetic free household cleaners. One of those cleaners is Mama Suds Fine Linen Soap, which honestly is the best thing since sliced bread. You can wash your high quality sheets, your linens, your delicates, any organic fabrics with a fine linen soap to keep them looking newer and softer longer. All you have to do is use three to four catfuls for a high efficiency machine on a delicate cycle or four to six catfuls for regular machines on a delicate cycle. Head on over to mamasuds.com and use the code MOLLY for 15% off your order. Also, I'm gonna tell you guys this right now now, so you make sure to listen to the end as well. The incredible Nancy and Eileen from Cucumber Clothing have given you a discount code for Cucumber Clothing. It is Purpose15 for 15% off your order from Cucumber Clothing now through the end of March. So be sure to listen to the episode, fall in love with them, fall in love with their clothing, and also listen at the end for uh, the coupon code that I just gave you as a little sweet reminder. And you can shop this incredible slow fashion brand this year at a discount. Now, without further ado, on to my conversation with Eileen and Nancy. 
I am really excited about the fact that technology allows us to be in three different places in the world right now uh, to record this episode. I'm so excited to welcome Eileen Willett and Nancy Zeffman to the show. Welcome. Hi, ladies. Thank you. Great to be here. Hi, Molly. Thanks so much for having us on your show. We are excited too. I'm so excited about this. So here I am in on a farm in Durham, North Carolina, and we have Nancy in London, England, and we have Eileen up in Vancouver. I mean, I'm just saying this just feels like very modern right now. We're just all using our technology to connect. So in, in any event, I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The uh, founders of Cucumber Clothing. And we're going to just dive right in as we always do and give the Eileen and the Nancy 101. So Nancy, I'm actually going to have you start. Give me the Nancy 101, who you are, what you do and how <laughs> you got to where you are today. Gosh, well, so I'm the Londoner and I'm in London now and I'm a born and bred Londoner. So uh, I'm the one who hasn't moved very far. <laughs> so what can I tell you about me? Well, I started my career in advertising. I worked at uh, Saatchi and Saatchi. Feels a very long time ago now, which it was. Uh, I took a little bit of time off when my kids were little. Uh, I did some charity work. And uh, Eileen and I set up Cucumber Clothing, um, gosh, just over four years ago now. So we know each other from our kids. Our kids were at school together. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, still great friends. Uh, we met at the school gate. And in fact, they went to different unis and then they uh, ended up flat sharing for a while. And now they live opposite each other. So that's cute. And um, yeah, so uh, Eileen and I started Cucumber. We also um, host roundtable events. I'm one of a, a Britain. It's called Small Business Britain. It's an I also... Um, F Entrepreneur, which is celebrating female entrepreneurship. Um, I mentor small businesses, give talks about female entrepreneurship. Um, and uh, yeah, that's kind of me in a nutshell. And now I'm busy, busy uh, beavering away at Cucumber. That's incredible. Uh, all right. Well, Eileen, tell us, uh, give us your Eileen 101. So my 101, I am Japanese Canadian, born in Vancouver, traveled around quite a bit post-university met an Englishman when I was in Tokyo, I was working at Billboard magazine, moved to England. The result was staying in England for the last decade, few, many decades, um, having a family. And I trained really um, in fine arts. I did my Bachelor of Fine Arts, worked as a fashion illustrator, worked for an English company called Nikofari uh, for quite a long time. And then I also took a break to have kids, which was great. Then I started my own uh, accessory business, which was also great because that was very family friendly, which I don't know if that resonates with a lot of people, but it is tricky when you're trying to balance the needs of a family, children, and wanting to have your own business or an income. But that was great training for Cucumber, which was a much bigger thing. As Nancy said, we launched four years ago and it's been fantastic. And one of the greatest things about it, which maybe we'll talk about later, is the fact that it's allowed us to meet so many people like you, Molly, that we would never have met otherwise. Different ages, stages of life, different geographical locations, doing amazing things. And we love doing the mentoring bit. We love doing the speaking bit. We love talking about sustainability about female leadership and as two women in midlife, about midlife pivoting. I co-host a uh, an online talk show on Facebook, which is for um, diverse entrepreneurs, um, which is also fun and something I never would have done otherwise. And the one thing that Nancy left out, which is for both of us, is one I of the what you're going to say is exercise. That was one of the reasons okay. that we really Cucumber became a thing, because we both really love working out. I'm going to tick off all the things you said. Nancy's like running swimming lengths, um, basketball, she's a basketball player, obviously does weights and cardio and stuff. I like wild swimming outdoors. My husband made me do it. Um, and hot yoga. I used to love running. I have to walk now. 
also cardio. And so between the two of us, we sort of tick most of the boxes. And that's one of the reasons that we're still great friends. And one of the reasons Cucumber is in existence. Okay. I love that so much. Uh, I am like you, Eileen. By the way, my middle name is Eileen. So I oh. like, I know, oh. and my daughter's middle name is Eileen. So it's let me name. quickly tell you something then, Molly. Yes. Answer is that so that it could be English and Japanese. So in Japanese, it means um, the beautiful sound of ringing bells. Wow, I did not know that. My ancestors are Irish, so my mm. my main name grows Molly Eileen Buckley. You know, it's, it's like a whole lot of Irish in that name. So, uh, and one of my husband's clients was said something to the effect of like, your wife has the map of Ireland on her face. So I was like, I don't really know what that means, but we'll go with it. Um, so, but it's a, it's a beautiful name. So, um, well, I, uh, I, I love hearing that backstory. And also, by the way, uh, I used to run and, uh, here I am at 36 and can no longer run. So I also walk my knees, half marathons killed my knees. They are just, (laughs) just, every time I'm like, nope, nope, this isn't going to happen. Um, in any event. So I love that you guys met, uh, your kids were friends and, uh, what did you call it? You met at the school gate. That just sounds very British. That's like not something Americans would say. Like <laughs> I'm British. What can I say? We met at the school gate. I'm like, yeah, I, we don't, we don't have a school gate here. Like my kids walk to the end of the driveway and get on a bus at six 30 in the morning. And then I don't see them again until they get off the bus. But you know, just the fact that you developed this friendship, talk to us about how you go from meeting at the school gate and becoming friends to being like, we should start a sustainable clothing company. Like that's a pretty big jump. So what happened there in the, in the meantime to get you there? Well, I think I would say just, just echoing what Eileen was saying. So because we both do a lot of exercise, um, although I've never really thought of myself some of exercise, but in terms of time I do, um, <laughs> but we were wearing our workout gear the whole time. So we're wearing our sweaty beddies, our Lululemons, whatever it is. And, uh, you know, you wear them all day because they're comfortable. They don't crease. You can, you know, unless you have a meeting to go to, why you, you know, you're just not getting out of them. You're not changing. So really it was just sort of lots of conversations about there must be a way of replicating all the attributes of this clothing in something that feels more like clothes you want to wear every day. And that was really our starting point. Mm. So, um, you know, we spent a long time researching fabrics and testing fabrics. and, And currently we have four different fabric types, but it is all about those fabrics. So it's, it's really about replicating that. And just, uh, I'm sure we'll come onto this, but the reason it's all about sustainability is, you know, as we've said, we are both women in our 50s. So starting a business a little bit later on in life, you kind of want to do it in a considered and a, and a kind way. Yeah. So we wanted a business that we um, you could feel proud of. And actually, what I thought Eileen was going to say um, earlier on was she kind of failed to say the one claim to fame we have, which is we were on the British version of Dragon's Den. Ooh. And what's brought that up to me for now is that one of the things they were we were talking about on there was how we should take all our manufacturing to China and, you know, pilot high, sell and cheap. And it was like, that's not what we are. You don't get our, our whole thing, which is about trying to support local. And that's really important to both of us to, to do, you know, and making anything leaves a carbon footprint, but it's trying to do it in as the lightest way possible in a way that we feel proud of. Yeah. Did you, when you said Dragon's Den, did you mean Shark Tank? Yes. Yes, sorry. Shark, okay, <laughs> I, I was to like, translate things. at first I was like, wait, I have, I've heard of this. Like I I know that Dragon's Den is a thing. And then I was like, wait, I think she means the British version of Shark Tank. <laughs> um, so that's so cool. Yeah. And I, you know, it's funny because I actually have had randomly a couple of friends, like people who are, I, I call my friends uh, on Shark Tank. 
And one of them was a, uh, an ethical fashion brand. And that was a really similar kind of point. The American sharks made was just like, well, why, you know what, that doesn't make any sense. Like, how is that going to be profitable to like also pay your people who make the stuff a fair wage? Like, how's that, you know, uh, in any event, you know, I, but I, I love that one of the things that is you guys really focus on is obviously making things in an ethical and sustainable way. Um, but you talk about the fact that cucumber clothing is a fabric led fashion brand. And I had never, uh, I'd never heard that kind of terminology or phraseology before. So what is it about, uh, being a fabric led fashion brand? Like, what does that mean in execution? Well, great question. Um, and I think the easiest way to, to, um, to explain is if you just look in, in your wardrobe, you're going to have your jeans and your t-shirts, your sweatshirts, your joggers, track pants, whatever, you know, a couple of nice sweaters. And then you're going to have maybe some nice blouses. Maybe you'll have really beautiful dress. Then right down at the end, all wrapped up nicely, you're going to have maybe a couple of really beautiful dresses for special occasions, really fabulous heels that you spent a packet on and you, you take out once a year. So we're not, our clothes are not down at that end. We're not doing what we call trend-led fashion. That's that's not us at all. Our pieces are much more at the other end of the cupboard, which is the everyday, the lovely, you know, the lovely sweater that you just put on because it's so comfortable and it feels wonderful. The track pads that you put on, you know, your husband's sweater because it just, it's comfortable. The difference is, is that A, it not only feels comfortable, it looks really good on. So you're not wandering around in like, you know, your old university t-shirt that you kept for 15 years because it's so comfy and you can't find anything else, but actually (laughs) it's a bit like a tramp. Um, And so you don't want to go out in that. Our clothes feel that way, but they also look really lovely and you can dress them up. You can dress them down. You can wear them to bed. You can wear them out clubbing if you want to. And fabric led, as Nancy said, we spent a long time researching for those fabrics because our fabrics have to do what we say. So if I go to Bikram yoga, which is that boiling hot 40 degree yoga, I come out and honestly, I can tell you, I'm, I'm not a pretty sight. I'm dripping with sweat. I'm really <laughs> hot. My clothes are soaking. But because I'm wearing clothes specifically made for hot yoga, within five minutes on my walk home, I will be dry. I'll be cool and I'll be dry. And I often put one of our pieces, this t-shirt I often wear, I throw on top, cool and dry by the time I'm home because it wicks the moisture away into the atmosphere around you. It hasn't what they, what Lily Lemon call anti-stink. So you don't smell, you don't crush everything. You just look fantastic. So within five minutes, I'm feeling fine. I could go out for a coffee with a friend. I could even probably go into a Zoom meeting. I was, you know, put a scarf on. I'll be absolutely fine. Whereas if I were wearing a cotton t-shirt, I would still be an hour later dripping with sweat my clothes would be wet, I sticking to my skin, and I'd be feeling miserable and looking even worse. So that's what we mean. We are not the hero pieces in a woman's wardrobe. We're the unsung heroes that you wear every day, you grab for because you know they're going to work. So you just it just takes one hassle out of a person's life. I love that approach because I, at this stage of my life where, you know, I mean, I work from home, so it's not like I'm really going anywhere fancy very often. And by very often, I mean, like, basically never. Uh, You know, I'm a mom to young kids. I live on a farm. So like, comfort (laughs) is key for me at this point in my life. And I think too, like, there was some study I read that was like the purchases of um, like the loungewear industry just skyrocketed during the pandemic, because everybody was home. And everybody's like, I don't want to be in this like, 
prison that is my jeans? Like, I don't want buttons and zippers right now. Like, I want, I want comfort. I want stretchy. I want versatile. But all that to say is, you know, I'm somebody who I love fashion. I've always loved fashion. I, I used to be a um, like really active fashion blogger. Um, you know, so fashion is fun for me. And so even if I'm not going anywhere, I still put on jewelry and I still, you know, put on, uh, you know, something that I feel pretty in and like I feel good in because it just it helps kind of set the tone for my day. Like there's just something kind of uh, like almost like this mental aspect to it. Whereas if you get out of bed, you get that shower, you put a little mascara and you fill in your eyebrows, like, and then you put on an outfit that makes you feel good, makes you look good. Um, even if you're going to see, you know, no one but like your animals or your husband that day or your kids or, or yourself, it's a, it puts you in a mindset to, um, like, I feel like I focus better when I'm sitting at my desk working. Cause I'm not like, tempted to just like go crawl back into bed because I'm wearing, you know, old sweatpants and an old t-shirt. So when you put something on that is comfortable, looks good and is versatile, like that is so key. And that's the kind of product that you're going to have in your closet forever because it's never going to go out of style. It's not something that, you know, next fall people are going to be like, oh, she's still wearing that. You know, nobody's going to say that because it's, a basic tee or a basic pair of leggings or whatever it is. Um, what have you guys found as you have been developing the product line and it, having it be fabric led? What are some of the things that you've found that customers have given you like feedback on saying like, oh, I, you know, we love this piece or like we'd love to see this. And then you tried that and it was really successful. You know, once you got the product to market, what did that look like? Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head, actually, with all of that, because we are all about looking and feeling good. And just talking about getting out of bed, the whole point of our pieces is you can wear what you wore to bed. So (laughs) our pieces, because they don't retain sweat or odors, often I'll go to bed in, you know, a cucumber top. And then after my shower, I might put it back on again because, you know, we're anti-crush. We're not we're not getting all, um, you know, creased and everything. And interestingly, you talk about feedback, because actually when we launched, we launched with a very small range of just six nightwear pieces because we wanted to test the market. And because our clothes keep you cool and dry, we felt like nightwear was a good place to start. And really, it was because of customer feedback that we branched out. So we had customers saying things like, I mean, we had one, for example, she took a dress to New York and she said it was great because I wore it to bed. Then in the morning, I put on some heels and a belt and a jean jacket and out I went. Then I wore it back to bed again. And we had other people saying it's great for breastfeeding mums. You know, I bought it for my daughter and my daughter-in-law. And it was like this light bulb moment that this is so much more than just nightwear. It's about everyday pieces next to your skin that feel comfortable, make you feel good. Even if you've got something super glamorous over the top, you know, you're often, well, I will often be wearing it just even if it's just a little camisole top that we do. So that, so we've had fantastic feedback and that has led us to, to look at different occasions that our pieces are good for and, and bring in some styles that might suit different sort of age groups, I would say. You know, I am really curious to know what that process was like as you were researching fabrics, because I know that you said that that was something that was really, obviously it's a fabric led brand. That was something that the two of you in your conversations uh, were doing I will be honest, that is something that I have zero idea like how to where to even start. Like if I were to start a fashion brand, I'd be like, but I want it to be fabric led. I would have no idea where to start. Like I'm like, I know obviously cotton, polyester, rayon, spandex, uh, modal, whatever. How did you begin to do that and know like, oh, well, this type of fabric is moisture wicking and and doesn't hold in odors and th- things like that. Like where did you even begin? 
Interestingly, if you ever are thinking about creating your own fabric-led fashion line, Molly, <laughs> there, are different way, there are different ways to go. So there are agents who have kind of a stable of different mills that they work for. And so they'll, they, they can send you samples. You can approach mills directly and they will send you samples. Um, and so when we say we did a lot of research, what we did was we, we literally, I mean, that's, that is one of the plus sides of the internet is you, you can do worldwide research without leaving your room. So we just looked at all the different companies that we like, different types of fabrics, research, what sort of fabrics other people were using, then looked for mills, different mills, saw what they had on offer, sent off for literally hundreds of samples, wow. and then narrowed it right down to a very small core number of fabrics, sent off, you know, because you have to pay for everything up front with fashion, sent off for longer sample lengths, had them made up into clothes, tested them on loads of people, meaning getting them to sleep in them, wear them all day, wear them all night, sweat in them, run in them, walk in them, you know, drop food on them, all that kind of stuff. And then there was a clear, there is a clear winner. We came up with a fabric which feels like an incredibly soft cotton. It really does. It's got that slightly brushed feel, but it's what I'm wearing it now. Slightly lightweight, feels amazing against your skin, but it doesn't absorb, you know, cotton, it absorbs water. It loves absorbing water. If you think of a cotton rag in a bucket, it's or a cotton mop. Or if you stuck this in a bucket of water, it would try and repel the water as much as possible. So it just wicks it away. Doesn't crush. You can chuck it on the floor at the end of the day, pick it up, put it back on. Nobody will know. So, yeah, so all, all, all the feedback we got from our testers was this is the one, this is our favorite. And that was that was our first fabric. And we started from there. That's so cool. And that also, I mean, that's the kind of stuff you can travel with. Because yeah. there is nothing worse Absolutely. than I actually just this past weekend went on a just a short overnight trip. You know, I have my carry on bag on the plane and I get to the hotel and uh, the shirt that I was going to wear that night was so wrinkled, even though I had, like folded it and like rolled it really carefully in my suitcase. But it, it just got smashed. And then I pull it out and I was like, OK, I'll iron it. So I get the iron, the ironing board out of the you know, the closet in the hotel room and I pull the iron out and the iron was broken. And I was like, ah, so then I was like, well, I have to take a shower. So I'm trying to like hang it in the bathroom and steam it. And it, you know, anyway, more information than any of you actually care to have. But it was just like, oh, that's so frustrating um, when you're traveling. And a lot of times, you know, especially if you're, you know, you do your laundry and you leave it in the dryer too long and then you pull it out of the dryer and it's all wrinkled. It's just, oh, it's the worst. I mean, you're solving so many problems that uh, women face when it comes to their wardrobe. They Again, they're just like, well, I don't want to be constricted by buttons and uh, zippers. And I want something that's going to be versatile. I want something that's going to be comfortable. I want something that's going to be stylish. I want something that's not going to wrinkle. And, it, you know, something that's going to shrink. And you're just constantly stressing over all these things when like, it's just like, no, I, I just want to get dressed. <laughs> Just want to take Actually, we're great. We're great to wear on the plane as well because planes get so hot and cold. So, so uh, I mean, I know that when Eileen does her long haul trips to Vancouver, she's uh, usually wearing cucumber. And um, just talking about, you know, uh, short getaways, the whole point of our clothing is it's multifunctional. So the whole point is just take a few pieces, depending on how you style them. You know, you've got a few different outfits there. So you've hit the nail on the head. You've yeah. got it. Yeah. And so I love that you obviously you have tops, you have bottoms, you have dresses. Uh, I would love for you to share each of you individually. What is your favorite piece of cucumber clothing? Well, I love, uh, although actually we have sold out of them, but I did love the cashmere mixed jumpsuit, which is the one I wore on the English version of, uh, what is it? Shark Tank. Shark Tank. Yeah. Um, Shark Tank. <laughs> and also actually 
I've also got the same top under my jumper because it's very cold here that Eileen's wearing. And I really like the oversized tee just because it's comfy. You can, I mean, I often wear it to bed and I wear it with jeans. It's just good all round piece to, you know, wear when I'm walking my dog, wear when I'm on Zoom calls. Yeah, my everyday. I think I'd go for that, my everyday piece. I love that. What about you, Eileen? Well, at the moment, I'm, I, I am loving this top. I really like it because it mainly because it's super comfy. So I can, I was roaming around the house, actually went for a very early swim at the beach this morning, but then I just put on this scarf, which is my favorite scarf right now. It works really well. But generally I'd say my all-time favorite piece is our little ballet top. And it's, it's just really cute. It, it's just like a little, little ballet top. And I love it because if I'm coming back from the gym or from yoga, I can throw it on top of whatever I'm wearing. And I suddenly, I'm not going to say I look super polished. I'm not going off for, you know, a meeting in the boardroom or something, but I look polished enough. You know, if I put that on, you know, put on a bit of jewelry, I am ready to kind of meet with anybody, do a meeting face-to-face or on Zoom. And I just love that versatility. So, and it's just, it's pretty, it's a really pretty piece. Now, one of the things that you have developed uh, is one of the most unique things I've ever heard, uh, in, in, in addition to being fabric led, uh, which I think is unique. Um, and that is your re loved section. And that's creating this loan to own program and just incorporating, uh, circularity into the business. Talk to us about this because what I think you guys have done with this is phenomenal and would love for you to just kind of educate our listeners on how that works and, and what it is. So actually we started that, oh, it's probably been running for a couple of months now. And at the moment it's only available to UK customers because of all the costs and things. But basically we are always looking at our carbon footprint and how we can improve on what we've done. So like I said earlier, when we launched, we tried to do it in a good as way as we could, but we realized that we're far from perfect. And I think you just have to go for it and then try and improve as you go along. So we have our five mile radius where everything is design, grade and manufactured, warehouse, pattern cut, everything within five miles of our London base. But then we were trying to think of ways that actually, in the same way that if you have an occasion, I don't know, uh, you know, you might go to a wedding, you want to rent a dress. So we were thinking there must be ways around doing this with our clothing. Like Eileen said, this is not high-end occasion wear. But I think we're probably one of the first companies to do this for more everyday wear. So it's changing people's attitudes. And what we're trying to do is say, look, maybe you've got a holiday coming up, or maybe you're, you don't sleep well at night, you want to try our clothing. But you're thinking, I don't know if I want to spend 115 pounds on a night dress. And, you know, we're not the cheapest because our fabrics are technical fabrics. Will it really make a difference? You know what? Try it and see. You've got three months. You pay in monthly installments. And at any point, you don't want it anymore. You send it back to us so you can sleep in it for a month. Um, You know, we encourage you to wear it, uh, do everything you'd normally do in it, and then send it back to us if you decide you don't like it anymore. Or you can pay another month and after three months, it's yours to keep. If we get pieces back, and as I say, this has only been going um, a couple of months, so we haven't as yet. But if we get pieces back, then what we can do is put them into what we call our pre-love section and sell those off at a a lower price because obviously they've been worn before. But because our fabrics do actually last a very long time, really, there shouldn't be any faults in them anyway. They're very well made because obviously we're making locally so we can keep an eye on production. Fabrics are very long lasting. So even if you're washing them, you're not tumble drying, you're not ironing them. They actually, you know, they do last. They're not going to be bobbling all over the place. So it's a kind of win-win. And what we're trying to do is get more people to take that plunge to try our clothing and see if it makes a difference. And again, you know, like I say for night where you're going on holiday for a few weeks and you come back and think, oh, I don't know if I'm going to wear it again next year. I'll send it back. 
feel free, you know, uh, but, you know, we want you to have those keepers, those pieces you're going to wear. I mean, we all have clothes in our wardrobe. I'm guilty as anybody else. Things that I bought that I hardly wear because maybe you've decided, I don't know, does the color really suit me? I don't know if I like that kind of style anymore. So it's just trying to get people to change up a bit and think of different ways of shopping and different ways of consuming. One of the things that you mentioned in uh, just kind of in passing is the fact that you do everything locally. And what's even more amazing is everything that is done for cucumber clothing is within a five mile radius. Design, pattern cut, grade, manufacture, warehouse, all within a five mile radius, which is just incredible because you're you're not getting the cotton from, you know, a lot of times, one of the things that I've learned over the years, as I've talked with a lot of different business owners, a lot of times, like the cotton might be grown in Texas. And then it's like, milled and you know, ginned and then it's like flown to India and it's made into fabric and then it's flown somewhere else. And it's just like you have all these different stages of creating the fabric and the patterns and the design and the cut and all of that. And it's just it's by the time it's worn on a person like that particular t-shirt or that particular dress has been all over the entire globe. <laughs> so you don't think about the fact that of the, the yeah, like the carbon footprint Obviously, that goes into that, but just the cost to constantly ship something from one place to another in order to get a final product. And here you are really working on this within a five mile radius. How did you do that? Because that is that is a pretty incredible feat. So I think that that was one of the first decisions we had to make, one of the first very big decisions we had to make, because when you're manufacturing something, you have to think, well, where will I manufacture? And almost invariably, if you're manufacturing in the developed world, it will be more expensive to you as a manufacturer with the retailer, as well as to the customer. So, so that's quite a big question to ask yourself. You know, which road are you going to take? You know that if you are manufacture whatever you're making in a developing nation, it will be less expensive because wages will be cheaper, most likely oversight of those places where things are made will be laxer. You know, developed nations have quite a strong structure in terms of making sure the welfare of the people working, hopefully, is, is at, at least a basic level of health and safety. So the further away you get from where you're manufacturing, I mean, it's much more difficult to have oversight and make sure that actually the things that you believe in are being enacted by third parties that you're working with. So that decision that we took our fabrics are not made in the UK. They are very special technical fabrics. And we have looked and looked, but there are no mills working in the UK. So once we get the fabric into the UK, everything we do is in that five mile radius. And we know the factory owner, we know his sons, all five of them. We know the workers there. We know our sample, you know, we know everybody personally. And yeah. that's quite a nice feeling. There's trust there. And we know that what we're making is being made in the way that we would like it to be made. So, yeah. I think that's incredible. Uh, Nancy, did you want to add anything about that, about the just the process? No, but I mean, I think I would say as a small business, a lot of these um, different accreditations you can get are prohibitively expensive. So a lot of people sign up to B Corps and there's something called the Butterfly Mark, all these different things, but but we haven't. But, but because we see it with our own eyes, we don't actually uh, need to. And I think also a lot of companies talk about sustain being sustainable, but really, unless you're paying a fair wage, nothing's sustainable. You have to pay fair wages. So, you know, a lot of companies are talking about maybe they've got, you know, yeah, using, I don't know, organic cotton or what, but it, it's more than that. It's the whole process. I don't think you, you know, I think the whole point of us, is we try to be transparent 
Uh, We're not perfect. We're far from perfect. As I said before, making anything isn't perfect. But we try to say, this is what we we think we're doing right. This is maybe where we can improve and we're trying to improve. And and just giving customers an informed choice, really, of what they're buying rather than trying to sort of greenwash over everything. I love that approach um, and, and talking about educating customers in a way where they are informed. And that, honestly, at the end of the day, that's all I ever try to talk to people about is just like just being informed and knowing uh, what you can, um, understanding that you won't know it all. (laughs) And you know, you can't, nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect. Uh, you know, I do my best, uh, but I also still love Target. So, you know, it's just, I, you know, I, it just is what it is. And I try to, you know, I try to do my best um, and avoid it when I can. Um, and then I also sometimes just love to just roam the aisles of Target. And it's okay. It's like what American women love. Um, it, you know, so I'm a work in progress. Um, but you know, <laughs> we all are. I know, right? So, but creating again, like I said, that that education, um, but creating a product that is uh well made, sustainable, and intentional every step of the way, and then knowing, you know, hey, here's an area where we we can improve, but knowing that it takes time and. The reality is, is that sometimes we just have to start. And so many business owners that I talk with, you know, talk about how there were years what they where they wanted to start their businesses, but they were just kind of crippled by fear mm. and crippled by this. Well, I, I it's not going to be perfect, or I have to do this, or I have to. Where it's just like, no, just start, just start, just. And so many um, businesses that I've talked with as well, you know, they they started with one product. And uh, I had a couple months ago, um, by the time this airs, it was this aired back in November, um, an episode with a guy by the name of uh, Grant Trahant. And he is the founder of Cause Artist. And he interviews, he's kind of similar to me, but does a lot of, you know, online um, stuff just in the sustainable and conscious fashion world. And um, that was one of the things that we talked about is how there are so many brands in the ethical space that we have followed over the years that we see how they started with one product. And now they have this, you know, incredible line um, of of different products, but they started with one and they just got started and they didn't let fear or, um, or kind of anxiety get in their way of, of starting that business because that starting a business is hard. Y'all are entrepreneurs, you know, <laughs> I mean, that is a question we get asked a lot, which is, you know, how do you get started? What, what, you know, what's the one tip? And I think we both agree the one tip is at some point, you just got to go for it. Yes. You know, we always say, even if we fail, at least we tried, you know, yeah. until you try, you don't know. And the worst thing is not trying and then never knowing. Yep. Um, so yeah, you just got to go for it. Um, and like you say, do the best you can when you go for it. And then you learn so much along the way and where you need to improve. But without starting, you don't know what those things are. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what about you, Eileen? I think, well, that, that is it. We always say just do it. But I, I would also say, um, I mean, Nancy and I were, were lucky enough that we were good friends beforehand. That is not necessary to start a business. But I would say that having a co-founder is a fantastic thing. Because mm. if it's all on you all the time, imagine every time you go away on vacation, you're still thinking 24-7 about work. You have a crisis at home, whether it's kids or the dog or your parents or whatever it is, it doesn't matter. It's still on you. Something has to go out. Something has to be done. You still have to do it. If you have a co-founder, not only do you have somebody to share the load with, you also have somebody who really understands what you're doing on a, a completely basic level. You don't have to explain anything. It's like being in a long marriage. It's like you can just say, and what do you, and the other person can finish your yeah. sentence. <laughs> yeah. And you know, if you're trying to explain something, okay, and the next thing you have to do when I'm away is that, and then you have to, and it's like, oh my God, like you spend all your time doing that. Whereas if you have a co-founder, 
that that is an incredibly positive thing. I'd say the key thing is, is, you know, make sure you have complementary skills, like make sure that your co-founder can do the things that you yourself can't do. And then you kind of double the amount of energy and ideas and enthusiasm that you have. Yeah. I love how you related it to a marriage because I completely relate to that in so many ways. I mean, my husband and I, we both work from home. We own separate businesses, but obviously when you work from home, like you just see each other and interact all the time. And we are for sure at that place in marriage where half the time I can just say one word. Like I don't even have to finish the sentence and he already knows exactly what I'm going to say or he can like fill in the blanks for me. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's like, but when you get to know somebody in that way, you just, you anticipate everything that they're going to say and do. And uh, you know, there's someone to download with, isn't it? Yes. Running a small business has its highs, but it has its lows as well. And sometimes you just got to let rip. Yeah. Yeah. Especially running a small business. And then this like, you know, pandemic thing decides to show up and so pandemic and for us there's brexit so many things so many things so many things okay well before we get to the get to know you round uh if people are interested in learning more about cucumber clothing checking out some of the beautiful products uh we actually even have a coupon code which is incredible so it's going to be purpose 15 for 15 percent off your first order from cucumber clothing And that is at cucumberclothing.com. Is that right? Yeah, perfect. And we offer free shipping worldwide. So even better. Even better. Who doesn't love free shipping in the year 2021 slash 2022, which is a little terrifying to say. Okay. So what what is on the horizon for cucumber clothing uh, in the next season ahead? Oh, well, we have a few secrets that we can't give away. (laughs) Sorry, we'd love to share, but we're in discussion about something that we have to keep very much under wraps. Um, But uh, we're always always, um, searching new fabrics and new materials as well. So that's always going on behind the scenes anyway, testing, testing. There's some amazing developments happening and not all, all of them are right for us. A lot of them are around sustainability, but our core is really around easy care, easy living, feel great. So it's got to tick those boxes too. That's awesome. So we're always testing and looking at different opportunities. And as Eileen says, a few other little things that hopefully will be happening that we can tell you about. So basically more of the same, but even better. Awesome. That is awesome. Okay. Well, I'm going to have all of the information uh, in the show notes for the listeners, including the coupon code. Again, it's going to be purpose 15 for 15% off cucumber clothing. Cannot wait to see all y'all looking stylish and comfortable and not smelly. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now this is the portion of the show where we ask just some fun, get to know you questions. Um, So uh, Nancy, I'm going to start with you. Um, Oh my God. Okay. So tell me uh, what is your favorite thing about being a like lifelong Londoner? I'm a real city girl. So I, I mean, I don't know. What can I say? I love London. Uh, I love the fact that I live near Hampstead Heath and I can walk on the Heath, but I love walking into town as well. So I'm a big fan of music and theatre. So it's great for me. Awesome. Uh, Okay, Eileen, um, what is the most versatile piece of clothing in your wardrobe? Oh, well, it's got to be my cucumber strappy top. No hesitation there. I know. You didn't hesitate (laughs) at all. No hesitation. It's like my cucumber strappy top, the original moss colored one, size small, adjustable straps. I can wear it by itself in the summer and all winter long because London is one of those places. It it always seems to be about 10 degrees. Can be June. 
It can be November. It's 10 degrees, slightly gray. It's not hot, but it's not cold. Also, houses in the UK are really cold. I know this will blow your mind, anybody in North America, but the heating always goes off at night. So there's no heating at night. And most people don't Good. turn the heating on until November. They, it's, it's like a point of fright. Oh, no, no. I, I haven't turned my heating on. Have you? Oh, you no, haven't no. lived in the UK yeah. long enough if you're complaining. I know. So that, that blew my So basically, it's always cold. So you just always need that extra layer next your skin that just thermoregulates you keeps you warm keeps you cool strap your top what no he didn't so it took a long time to adjust it was quite scary i am my mind is a little blown right now i because i mean i live in north carolina so you know in the south And I don't know what 10 degrees Celsius is in Fahrenheit. I know we're still on that metric system. I don't know. Well, I'll do the calculator and figure it out. But it sounds cold. Um, (laughs) um, It is. I know. But so I am am somebody who I hate being hot. Um, I just I, I don't like being sweaty. And here I am living in the south where in the middle of the summer, it is just oppressively hot and humid. And you just walk outside right after having taken a shower and immediately feel sweaty and gross. <laughs> like, um, but at night, I'm one of those people like where I need I want to be cold enough that I can like put blankets over. You know what I mean? But then I want to yeah. have like one foot out. Yeah. <laughs> then, yeah. That's why you don't turn the heating on until November. But yeah. I also don't want to be freezing. So it's it's a very it's a it's a very uh, tricky balance to strike. But yeah, okay. Well, I just learned that. Interesting. Um, okay, so the cucumber strappy top. Okay, uh, let's see. I'm going to ask this one of you, Nancy. You said you love music. What is the best concert you have ever attended? Oh my goodness! Put me on the spot. Well, I'm going to have. Well, I don't know. I was going to be. My one of my sons is a is a conductor, so I'm gonna to have to say one of his, aren't I? Oh, that's one so of cool. his concerts in St. Petersburg. There you go. That will be one of my best. Oh, that's so cool. So he's a conductor for what orchestra? I'm assuming. Any that will have him. Oh, that's so awesome. But this was in uh this was with um I think it was with St. Martin's the Fields Orchestra. That is held in St. Petersburg. That's amazing. You must be a real proud mama. <laughs> I love that. But otherwise I like all music. I love it. But that. I'm I'm I haven't been to a concert for a long time. I know. No, I'm no. missing live music. They're no. starting up, but yeah. Yeah, we're getting we're getting there. We're getting there. Okay, Eileen, uh, what is on your current most played playlist? Whether it be on like Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora, what are you listening to lately? Okay, this is gonna be really cheesy, but cheesy every time I come back to Vancouver. The first thing I always listen to, because I turn the radio on in the car, and I swear, every time I come here, I turn the radio on in the car, and Brian Adams is playing. (laughs) He is a Vancouver boy. So it doesn't matter what station you turn on, what time of the day, Brian Adams is always- Turn it over. That is what I've been listening to the whole time. Every time I go in the car, turn the radio on, Brian Adams. It doesn't matter. One of his top 10 hits. So Brian Adams, Vancouver boy. I'm home. To really love a woman, <laughs> to understand her. <laughs> summer 69, the summer 69 is on 24 inside. hours a day here. Um, yeah. Oh, man. That is awesome. I love that. That is, that's very funny. That's very, very funny. Okay. And then this is my last question that I ask all of my guests. And that is, uh, Nancy, Eileen, what does it mean to you to run a business with purpose? I think that I wouldn't want to run a business any other way is the honest truth. Yeah. As Nancy said, we're, you know, we're midlife entrepreneurs. We're not, we're not 
21. We're not, we're not even 30 in our thirties trying to raise young kids and, you know, maybe pay a mortgage. And, you know, you've got a lot on your minds. We're at a stage in life where our kids are, are grown up, they're independent. We have a roof over our heads. We've got food on the table. If we are not able to start a business with purpose as its basis, then I don't know who can. Mm. So I think I wouldn't be doing doing a business without having that purpose in mind, for sure. Mm. Yeah, and I would second that and say it's something that you're proud of rather than obviously we want to make money. It's a business. But at the end of the day, I want to have a business that I can feel proud of and, and not feel ashamed that I'm, you know, taking advantage of other people in other places, which goes back to our whole five mile radius thing and why we didn't, you know, decide to manufacture much more cheaply in China and places like that. Just I'm just not interested in that. Yeah. Well, I think that is incredible. I love uh, the heart and the passion. Um, I love the story behind uh, your company. Just the fact that, again, you met at the gate, uh, which is just uh, the school <laughs> gate. New vocabulary for you. I love it. I love it. I know. And y- y'all can make you y- y'all can start saying y'all and then just be like, ah, we talked to this girl from North Carolina today and she said y'all all the time. Um, so, yeah, we, you know, it's just I I. I love it. Anyway, uh, well, I am so grateful for uh, y'all and <laughs> and thank you for the work that you're doing. Thank you for the impact that you're having on, uh, you know, the fashion industry and the the standards that the new standards that you're setting, you know, and just for a way to do business better. Um, and thank you for being here. Thank you so much for inviting us. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much, Emily. Lovely to meet you and lovely to be on your podcast. Friend, I would love to know what you loved about this episode or something that you learned. Find me on social media. I'm at Still Being Molly or at Business with Purpose Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to use that hashtag Business with Purpose Podcast when you're sharing the show with a friend. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. If you are a first time listener of the show, welcome. Be sure to check out the archives for past shows featuring so many incredible entrepreneurs, business owners, community leaders who are changing the world. If you are a regular listener of the show, Thank you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for tuning in week in and week out. Be sure to head on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Radio Public, Overcast, Stitcher, basically wherever you get your podcasts. Click that subscribe or follow button. To click that button means you will never miss a new episode of the show. And while you're there, would you take a moment to just leave a review? Would you take a moment to maybe share one of your favorite episodes with a friend? Leaving a review, sharing the show with a friend. It is totally free for you and it is the biggest help for me in the the entire world. You have no idea how much I appreciate it. It just also helps me to know what you're liking and how the show is impacting you. As always, this show is produced by the incredible team at Third Wheel Media. Thank you so much for listening. Now go do something good with purpose on purpose.